I'm your host, Vic Choksi, and this is Victory Lab. The premise behind Victory Lap is simple. It's to have on luminaries from the sports, entertainment, and media worlds to talk about their journey, and most notably, one victory that helped them reach their goal. On today's episode, I speak with Rahul Patel. Rahul is the founder and president of FSM Sports. Rahul, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me on. I really appreciate it. You know, for all your listeners out there, before we start, I actually met Raul when we were in college. So, you know, a long time ago where we were typical college kids, uh, I'll leave it at that, right? <laughs> uh, but yeah. let's take it back a little in time. After college, uh, is that when you knew you wanted to do something in sports? You know, how'd you get your passion for sports? Oh, man. I mean, just like many of us, you know, growing up, uh, you know, grew up in a typical uh, immigrant household. Parents immigrated here. Uh, with almost next to nothing. Yeah, owned a small business, worked and lived at the small business. And, and, you know, my parents always focused on education, sports, playing sports, watching sports was frowned upon, right? And so I can remember as a kid, you know, watching ESPN or wanting to watch sports games, my dad would make me turn it off or tell me, you know, not until you have 100% in every one of your subjects, you know, <laughs> is, is this there? So sports was always something that I loved. Um, honestly, I just, I loved basketball growing up. Um, like many of us, we grew up in, you know, great era of basketball with Michael Jordan, so it was great. I always loved sports. You know, went to obviously we, we both went to the Ohio State University. So it was, we saw we got a chance to see some great sports uh, happen right there in, in Columbus. But uh, never really thought I'd be in it as a profession, to be honest with you. You know, and never even entered my spectrum just until a few years back, late into my even my legal career. So um, I can tell you that it, it kind of came around from a, from a, a hidden passion from growing up. Um, but then I think a lot of my experiences as being an attorney and, and developing a law firm kind of led me into this path, if that makes sense. No, it does. So uh, let's uh, go back in time a little bit. So before you became sports agent, you went to law school. Uh, you started your own law firm, right, after that? Yeah, man. So, you know, I graduated with a marketing degree, uh, went, went to work in the commercial real estate in that, in that business. And then, um, you know, 2007, I decided, you know, I just needed to do something. Wanted to really you know, make sure I follow through. Uh, with, with, you know, just the expectations of my family had set for us and, and I, I needed to get a, uh, a higher degree. And so I decided to go to law school. Uh, you know, it's something I kind of always wanted to do, just didn't really know if it was work for me and what I wanted to do it. Uh, I love business so much, but I decided to take a chance and I fell in love with the, the, the law school. I really found myself in law school, um, really buckled down and, and enjoyed uh, the subject matter of what we were doing and, and how it tied in with what I had, my background. So I moved down to Texas, didn't have much money at all. And I just knew that, you know, I figured this would be a great place to start a career and start fresh. And I went to work in the commercial litigation law firm and, uh, you know, I worked in commercial law. I did a lot of, I've done a ton of property tax litigation and I did that for, for a few years. And then about eight years ago now, I convinced a good friend of mine uh, to join me and we decided to start our own law firm and I've uh, been doing that since 2013 and then um, and we just just been blowing and going since. You know, fast forward, the law firm's going really well. You guys are successful. Then what made you guys go into the sports space? Like, talk to me about FSM, sure. how that came about, the origin story behind it then. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, as a lawyer, you just see a lot of things. People come to you with their deepest, darkest problems, uh, and, and you're there to, to be the counselor to find them solutions. And I, I was reading a lot about what happened to, happens to athletes, and the interesting statistic that really drove this is, you know, 60% of NBA players from, uh, from an ESPN study uh, indicate that they're – 60% of NBA players are broke within five years of, of playing their last game of basketball. 
to me, that was just demoralizing to see, uh, to see that as an outsider. Uh, and then just seeing what happened to a lot of athletes uh, and, and I felt like they never were truly maximizing their potential uh, off the court uh, and, and getting their proper guidance. And obviously on the court, uh, how, how you perform will dictate much of where you go, but, but getting the guidance can, can elevate you and, and make you a better player and better, make you a better teammate. And so I just had a passion for it. Uh, it was one of those things that I started talking to people about it and just kind of what I would call, quote unquote, you know, just don't understand. And one of my friends just challenged me and said, look, man, there's nobody better at this stuff than you. People trust you with, with everything. And, and I don't understand why they, don't, they wouldn't, wouldn't trust you in this space. And it was almost like a little bit of a friendly challenge that and if you know me and say can't do something, I'm usually one of those ones that tries to figure out a solution. And honestly, one night my wife was working late. I decided to fill out the application. Um, and then before I knew it, I about a 30 page business plan put together on, on, on how we would start a sports agency. And I started asking some of my friends, some of my really good friends, some of my really good clients, people that I trusted, CEOs of some very large companies. And I was expecting to get, you know, when you go to outsiders, you're expecting to get harsh feedback, a lot of criticism. Um, I got a lot of, Hey, you know, this is a totally uncharted territories. Uh, how are you going to navigate this? But more than anything, I got a lot of positive feedback and people saying, uh, yeah, let's do it. What, what can I do to get involved? Uh, how can I be a part of this? And it was, it shocked me to hear that. And then I decided, all right, well, let's do this. And, and there we are. We, we launched FSM. We called it fundamental sports management and, uh, fundamental is just really, really just talking about the basics, the fundamentals of everything. And, you know, um, you know, obviously in San Antonio, that's a big, uh, the big fundamental was important. It didn't have anything to do with them, but it did have anything to do with, um, you have to build yourself on strong fundamental elements to, to be successful. You just went for it, which is the best thing you can do. Uh, you put it together. What was the moment where you're like, oh, this is actually going to work out? Man, you know, uh, you have, it, it, was a, it was a difficult journey. I will tell you that, uh, you know, it had been eight years since I had started my last major business and you get used to uh, being successful or, or winning. And then when you start a new business like this, you get, you, you lose a lot. You feel like you lose a lot. You get kicked in the face. We were very close on some, some, some very critical guys. And it felt like, man, we did everything right. Like we were the better fit and we still wouldn't get it. And it felt like that for a little bit, but ultimately each one of those came back to us and we, we did very well, but we really started to assemble the team and in the team that we put together, which is different than most, most agencies, I think, is they really focus on who they're going to go get first and then they get them and figure out how they're going to work, work the other way around. We spent the energy and the time to put the, put the, for, uh, what I would call the foundation together, the team, um, and to be able to handle the things that when you get a big client or you get a prospect or you get some clients, you're actually able to service them and not just service them, but really give them all of the things that they need to be successful. And that meant diversity, that meant uh, positional alignment, and so for us, you know, whether it was the first, you know, first person that we helped get through the draft, and that was Eric Holman, whether it was Pierre Jackson, who was, you know, FSM's very first client that, that Colin brought over, or whether that was Jordan Bowen, Jordan Bowden, Keldon Johnson, Lonnie Walker uh, for marketing, it, it, they've all been fantastic. And we're excited because what's cool about it is all of our clients are part of a big, big family. And many of them, you know, most of them are watching each other's games. So it's, it's been a great development tool. So it's, it's, that's when I feel like we're finally – I would say not made it because I know there's, you know, we're not there yet, but, but we're making it because our guys are happy and, and we're close with the clients that we have. Talk to me a little bit. You said it was a long journey, right? And a lot of people in the world just see the finished product or a lot of people just see people's Instagrams and everything looks awesome. Like talk to me about 
the long journey itself, like was there a hurdle or two that you guys faced when putting it together? Whether it's a story about losing out on a kid, you don't have to name them, but you know, just some hurdles you faced along the way. Yeah, absolutely, man. I mean, you look, I'll tell you people, it, it's a, it, people have a very skewed uh, view of what it takes. Um, what you see on six social media posts is clearly not the energy, you know, I had, I, and I'll tell you, we spent a lot and we continue to spend a lot of late night hours, a lot of early hours. People that know me, I get up super early, I get up between four and five o'clock in the morning every day, uh, work late, uh, work weekends. And it, it takes a lot of that. It takes a lot of give and take from your family and your loved ones too, to support you in that. So, you know, without the support of, of, of my wife and my family and the kids, you know, I wouldn't be able to do anything with my business partner and everything that we've been able to do is with the support. But I'll tell you, you know, it really starts with a plan. I tell people that if you don't have a business, if you don't have a dedicated business plan, um, then you're going to fail. And most people don't take the time and energy to really put together a real business plan. They just start working and then they have no recipe for success. So that's like going into a, a basketball game without, uh, without a playbook, right? Without knowing what you're going to do, without knowing what the, how the other team operates. And so if you don't have a, if you don't have a, a, a plan, you're going to fail. Doesn't mean you need to stick to it. Doesn't mean you're always going to stick to it. Doesn't mean that when you look back a year later, you go, what the hell was I even thinking when I did all, when I wrote all that? But if you don't have a plan, you're going to fail. And, and so we've spent a lot of time truly, you know, feeling that plan out and then just getting into the space ourselves. You know, we had some good, good, great learning opportunities and we had some, we had some ones that we wish we could have back. Right. We just said, man, you know, like, have we not done that or not, not been a part of that? We would have been better off, but without those learning moments, you can't get to where you are. So we really just, you know, roll roast leaves up and got in it ourselves. Uh, it's a continued learning journey. And I would tell you, COVID for us could have been any better. You know, a lot of folks, COVID uh, really, really hurt their business. For us, uh, you know, gave us a chance to slow down, gave us a chance to sit back as a team, um, really get back reconnected. Because a lot of times when you're busy, you got guys flying, moving, traveling, you know, just, you know, all kinds of things going on and you just don't have a chance. And it gave us a chance to all step back, figure out what our focus was and go attack. And that's what we did. And we, we won, you know, what we call, we call winning big internally and we, and we were able to do that. And I think it gave us a clarity into, into what we're doing and how we're doing it. And so without a plan, man, you're going to fail. You have your hand in a little bit of everything, right? You know, you <laughs> have the sports agency law firm. I know you opened a gym or you have some investments on the side, real estate. You know, what's your typical day like? Obviously, you said it's a lot of hours, waking up early, late nights. You know, you have the great support system. But is, the t is there a typical day or is every day an adventure for you guys? Every day is an adventure, man. That's what I think I love about my life. Every day is a unique, unique uh, but, you know, it starts off about the same, get up, get up pretty early in the morning and I hit the gym. And then from there, I get into the office and, and, and go to work. When you do have multiple businesses, you have a lot of team, teammates. And I think what's made it successful is really entrusting people, uh, getting the right people, developing them, and then letting them run. And so I think that's what allows you to do, do things. And I know a lot of folks still that uh, are very successful, but literally down to every single decision, they have, they've got to be around to make it. And I think it, what it doesn't what it really does is it hinders your and your company's ability to really maximize the skills. So if you're, if you're going to hire people and you're not going to teach them and train them and give them all the tools they need and then let them go use them, then what's the point? And so we've, you know, we've had some, we just have some amazing people when it comes to FSM, you know, there's so many guys, so many people on our team, you know, can't, can't go through them all, but man, without Colin, without Frank and without Terrence and without Matt and without Amit and a lot of the Grant and Taylor and Brooke and all the other team people I have, there's no way, no way we would be able to do any of what we were able to do. Cheyenne, Derry, all, all the folks that just put in the effort, but you know what? They, they, they are, they're given the opportunity and they take the opportunity to help us succeed. And so 
to me, um, no typical day, man. And I think I hope that it stays that way. Uh, I love to work and I think I love my work, if that makes sense. Man, if you don't like what you're doing, you gotta be honest with yourself. Just go do something else. Shit. Like stop. Stop, stop trying to fake it. Stop trying to, you know, trying to stop trying to force yourself. You're not gonna do it, then don't do it. But if you if you gotta figure out how to make that a habit, you gotta make that, you gotta make that interesting. And so people don't give themselves enough credit that they can. They just don't know how to do it and they don't take the time and energy to focus uh, and have a plan of how they can attack multiple things. You got to have a plan if you're going to do multiple things. I love that. That's terrific advice. It took me, I think, 40 years now to actually appreciate what you just said. It's like, if you don't like doing something, do something else, man. Like, you know, and just get to it. Like, stop wasting all this time. Stop wasting all these years. I mean, life is short, right? And so I'm glad you kind of pointed that out because that's just good general life advice as well, right? Yep. And what's next for FSM, right? I know you guys are doing marketing stuff for Lonnie Walker. You, you have some clients signed on the basketball side, right? Are you guys yep. sticking with like the basketball niche? Do you see yourself expanding into football, all different sports? Or, do, you know, what, what do you guys have planned for the next year? Well, you can never predict where the future is. You can only plan for what you're going to do. And I think for us, we're planning for basketball. And, and basketball is where we have a passion. Basketball is where our team is built. Um, and I think we have, a, we have a, what we call laser focus on the sport that we're, that we're most excited about right now. If you follow the NBA, they've done a tremendous job uh, with all everything about COVID should tell you, if you really study what they've done, to tell you that they are, they, are, they are the model sport to follow. They were the very first to take the bold decision to shut their league down, right? And so when you look at that, they were swift, they were fast, and then everybody followed suit. They were also the first to open back up, and they did it. They've done it so far, knock on wood, so very, very successfully. I mean, to the tune of zero players, right? So I think that the, and I think that it's, it's well situated there. I think the game itself is best situated for the future. If this continues and the way this goes, um, it can be a game that can be played. It can be isolated. Um, you can travel well with this. And it's an enjoyable game to watch on, on TV. Yeah, at the end of the day, if, this is, if the fan experience changes, and it may, may change forever, well, I can tell you that the fan experience of the NBA game has been fun. I like, I love it. It's like March Madness all over again. There are games on right now. Yeah. And so it feels like March Madness. It feels uh, uh, great. I think that the TV uh, revenue and the way they've been able to digitize some of it is the most exciting to do. Um, so we're a basketball laser focused agency. Um, and so we're going to continue to focus on clients that want uh, a, a, an agency that's focused on that. It takes a little bit of time and understanding for people to realize it's not just about an agent. I think for most agencies, they look at who the agent is and how many clients they represent, and then they lose track of everything else. For us, it's all about all of the resources that one, one of our clients gets when they come on board with FSM. And I think that's what makes it really, really interesting. You'll see you know, from, from all the marketing people, from the finance folks, from the legal team, from you know, the business basketball side of it, from the events and operations team, you get all of that. And I think that's very rare uh, that folks really like to work with one another and trust one another. To be able to say, okay, well, I'm not going to be able there. Can you go take care of this? So, you know, for us, basketball, where, where we're at, um, you know, I don't know what the future will hold, but, but, but right now for the foreseeable future, this is where our focus is. Looking back on it all, right, is there a, a victory, small or large, that you can pinpoint and, and think about and say, like, hey, this is what's helped me get here where I am today? You know, victory for me is every time I see somebody else within our team um, succeed in their own in their own opportunities. So for me, every you know, for every promotion that we've ever had to get, uh, that we've been, ever been fortunate enough to give, uh, and and seeing the opportunities arise from them to me has been awesome. For me, uh, maybe the single most cool thing to do was you know four years ago I walked into my business partner's office and I said, dude, 
I can't find us an office because he told me, look, we got to get a new space. We were too tight. And I said, man, I can't find anything I like. I want to, let's build an office building because I can't find anything. He's like, what do you mean you can't find anything? I was like, well, I want an office with a balcony on it. And uh, that'd be awesome where if we had balconies off of our office and a conference room. And he's like, we're not going to build an office. Like, just, just get us a space. Like, that's all I asked you to go do. And sure enough, two years ago, we, we moved into our 20,000 square foot headquarters that we built ourselves, right? You know, with, with the GC, obviously, but, you know, we built it and it's ours. And so to me, it was really cool. Many of the people that started with us very early were in very small spaces, just stuff that, you know, when you're kind of grinding and you're moving from a little office to another one and this, and they got an opportunity to be a part of it uh, and, and to see them grow, uh, to me, was pretty cool. So um, to me, that was, that was something that was, was very very awesome when you drive down the, the, you know, the interstate and you're driving off the highway and they go, Oh, I know you're building. And, um, so that was, that was awesome. And it also just, you know, all that real estate and, and, and some of that stuff coming to fruition was, was nice to see. <laughs> I love that, man. When COVID is over, I'm, I'm going to take you up on coming through and checking out the office, man. It looks Come on cool. down, man. Absolutely. Anytime. You're always welcome. Yeah, one of your clients, Keldon Johnson, put on a show in the bubble, right? Um, yeah, man. Kid to watch. I think that young man um, is going to be fantastic. In my opinion, a, a rock star. Uh, but, you know, just got an opportunity to meet with him. Um, gave us an opportunity to start, you know, just to, to work with him a little bit. Honestly, you know, it just became uh, what I would say become, you know, we, we call it a lot, the FSM family. But, it just became part of the family. He started spending a lot of time at the house with the kids and, and you know, uh, you know, wife would you know, make sure he had some food, make sure he had whatever he needed. Yeah. Um, but he's just a great, great person. And you know, one thing I lo- love about him and can't brag about him enough, but it's, um, he is a, a very, very um, observant and uh, student of, well, of life in every, every aspect. So he's, he may be, he may seem quiet at, at certain points and may not say something, but he's always listening and learning. And to me, um, I, I, that's awesome. And so it's kind of nice because I, I feel like he's, he's one of my eldest. And, and, but um, just seeing him, him mature and, and giving him the opportunity. And I'll tell you, for, for those that watched the, the games and, and started seeing all the, the people complaining about, you know, well, the, the, the beds aren't great, the hotel's not good, the food's not good, whatever it is. He went into it and the first time we FaceTimed him when he got there. I was like, hey, man, how's the food? Is everything okay? He's like, man, I don't know what everyone's complaining about. The food's awesome. The hotel's <laughs> fantastic. This, and it's just everything about him. He's just positive. And so, uh, and it showed, right? Because mental awareness uh, and, and how you feel uh, has a big impact on how you perform. And I'm a big believer of that. And I, that's why, you know, I'm, I'm a big proponent of fitness in life. You know, I've, I've lost 45 pounds since, at my, since my heaviest point in life it was hard, right? It felt like hard times. It felt just a struggle. And the more and more I, I got into health and fitness, uh, the better my mindset got. And so for him, you know, I think the mindset helps you perform and it's vice versa. And so he just went into it with just such a great mindset. Uh, and he played terrific. So it was cool to see a very, very humble kid. You don't see that side of it when you watch it from a TV standpoint, but he's just, a, he's a very good kid. He gave back a lot uh, to San Antonio Food Bank uh, and and to different charities while he, even during the COVID time. So he's just, he's just a good kid. That's great to hear. I'm, I'm glad he's blown up. It was fun watching him. And just- oh man. And, and look out for Jordan Bowden played at Tennessee. He's incredibly athletic. If you saw the a dunk that he put on the other day, it went, it went a little viral. He did tremendous dunk. And then, you know, Jordan bone, you know, don't forget about his performance that he had at Tennessee during that, during that uh, NCAA March run, uh, March Madness run a few, uh, a couple years back. Uh, with Detroit, and if this if the second little micro bubble deal opens up, I think you're going to see 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 a, a lot of him. You know, just young. He's very very 
Um, he's, a, he's a quiet young man, but he's got a killer, killer game. So, uh, you know, just w- watching the two Jordans, Jordan Bone and Jordan Bound come out this year, um, it's going to be fantastic to see as well. Yeah, I'll be on the lookout, man. It's going to be fun to watch. Yeah, for sure, brother. Before we wrap up, I always like to do a little rapid fire Q&A. Uh, yeah. Got to say what comes to your mind. No stressing out. Uh, all, right. all right. Let's shoot. Better pizza, Chicago or New York? Oh, Chicago for sure. Favorite athlete growing up? Michael Jordan. Favorite publication to read growing up? Sports Illustrated. Last one. Craziest thing that's ever happened to you in sports through all the different stuff you've done. And it could be literally college. It could be your job now, FSM. You know, any story you can spit out. Favorite memory, 2002 Ohio State National Championship game against Miami. Driving down to all the way down to Tempe, Arizona with, uh, you know, my Ohio State buddies being, being super broke. Uh, we, found, we ended up getting uh, in the student lottery. We got second row seats. We got offered a thousand bucks a seat in, in college. A thousand dollars is a lot, yes, a it lot is. of freaking money. <laughs> and we, my cousin said, no way in hell I'm selling my ticket. You got you, you, you idiots do whatever you want. <laughs> I went to the game, double overtime, Ohio State, Miami, still arguably probably one of the best national championship games ever to see Maurice Claret uh, and some of the, some of those athletes um, go at it was probably one of the coolest experiences I've ever been a part of, man, my life. <laughs> What is one piece of advice you can give someone that's trying to break into the industry or trying to move up in the sports industry? Be a value. Find out where you can be a value and, and do it. You know, people always say, well, hey, you know, love to intern, love to work, love to do this. Stop focusing on what you're going to do. Stop focusing on actually doing. And so bring it, be a value. Find out where you're best situated and go do that. Don't be somebody else. Be you. If you're good at this, uh, if you're good at numbers, you're good at whatever it is you're good at. Find a way to bring a value to somebody and you'll never, you'll never be short of work or opportunity. It's very rare that you go, you'll find yourself uh, not succeeding in life, if that makes sense. No, it does. That's great advice. Well, that's about it for today. I just wanted to say thanks a ton for your time. I appreciate it. And next year, I'm coming out there to the office, man, to check it out. Anytime, brother. Anytime. All right. Stay safe. Hang in there. Take care, my man. My thanks again to Rahul for joining me today. If you're into the NBA, be sure to check out the great things him and his athletes are doing over at FSM. And if you enjoyed today's podcast, please be sure to give us a like or a follow and definitely share the word with your friends. Last but not least, you can follow my work at DocSwat33 on Twitter or VicChoxy33 on Instagram. Thank you for listening. I'll see you next time on Victory Lab.